I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Goodness, that was uh, England's Bleeding by Robinson. Wow. Nick Robinson, political commentator. I don't think, I hope it was him. I love Nick Robinson with his... Um, I tell you what I like about... Uh, this is Frank Skin on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth, by the way, in case, you've, in case you're trying to find uh, Simon Mayo on your dial. Um, I wouldn't want to find him on mine. Yeah, I, uh, Nick Robinson is the BBC political guy. Who is, uh, what I like about Nick Robinson is he's gone bald the way bald people should go bald. Yeah. Mm. Nowadays, if people start to go bald, they think, oh, I can, I can nick this in the bod. They shave the rest of their head, thinking that no one will notice. They Vin Diesel it. Yeah, whereas Nick Robinson, he's gone bald like people used to go bald when I was a child. <laughs> he's just got that bit of hair around the ears and around the back, and that, that's what I'd always do. And he wears glasses. He looks like Philip Larkin, the, yeah. the, the poet. And I imagine, him in a, I imagine him at home eating white bread sandwiches and stuff like that, Nick Robinson. He's, 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 he's got a certain a lovely 1950s English squalor about him. He has. Him. Anyway, that's uh, the Nick Robinson section out the way. We've been <laughs> working on that now for, what, two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it went quite well. I mean, I, I, I don't want to do a debriefing here on... Uh, there'll, there'll be notes. Hmm. Gareth, I thought... Didn't well, I didn't say anything. No, I know. <laughs> no, well, I that was nothing. yeah, that was what we agreed. So that was yeah, <laughs> that was good. But I, I'm happy with that. That's that's, that's the my role was inspiration. Special. I like to think, as it so often is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hold on a minute. That's the morning. Do you feel better now? Yes. See, now you've contributed in quite a big way, and uh, that was a recording. I should add. Yeah, um, I just can I. I want to. I've got a new <laughs> jingle. You haven't. I have. I haven't actually tried it out yet. I just said to Emma, the producer, can you get oh. me? I said, can you get me? What I regard as one of the most uplift- um, uplifting pieces that we can do that in the edit. One of the most uplifting um, pieces of music I have ever heard. And what it is, it's the trombone intro to those magnificent men in their flying machines. Oh, you I familiar? love that oh. film. There's something about, you know, if, if you could play the trombone, once you get, if you've got that kind of... Lubricity, lubricity. Oh. If you've got the, sm- the the slide going mm. like that, I can't speak yet, but it, I'm, I'm working yeah. my way into it. Can we hear this? Trom- <laughs> can I hear your trombone? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, for us, there are people here who think that an enormous wasp is trapped in the hallway. I can see Louis Spence doing a few leg kicks to that. Yes, he'd enjoy that. Louis Louis Spence, part dolphin. Louis spent. He can actually communicate apparently with the poor poises. Not many people know that. If you want to give us a text this morning, we wish you would. Otherwise, we'll feel desolate. Yeah. And we're on eight twelve fifteen. That's we eight are. twelve fifteen. <laughs> um, I think I said so. That's the election. Um, is there anything to say about the election that hasn't been said? Well, yes, there is. How awful do all these people look? Gordon Brown. I mean, they look awful. They haven't slept for about three days, any of them. Yeah, so guess what? If you haven't slept, don't tong your hair and blow dry it in order to make you look... That's not going to fool us, because your face looks more haggard. Yeah, they've had too much blow drying. He looks like Subo, Gordon Brown. He looks awful. 
Well, I, I don't think looking like Sue Boward would normally equate with looking awful. I don't know what you mean by that. You liar! Liar! Mm. No, but I love the idea that the, when they're big moment, they haven't slept for three days. They all, they do look, even Nick Clegg, who's that sort of boy, looks terrible, pink-eyed. And Gordon, who started off looking like someone who hasn't slept for a week, has now, like, topped that up to a level where he looks like a cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like someone has opened a drawer at a morgue and said... What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> also, also, you shouldn't make decisions when you feel like that. Well, when if you look like if that. You're, if, you're re- if you're really <laughs> tired. You shouldn't make decisions if you're ugly. Is that your general point of view? Pretty much. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Well, then be Opic, he lost his seat. Oh, that's He'll a be shame. laughing on the other side of his face. <laughs> I know, actually, he won't. He'll still be laughing on that. Do you that. think he'll do well with the, the sort of lap dancer? <laughs> I think he's got a head like a banana, is what I think, <laughs> if you want to know what I think, if you want my political analysis. Well, Gabriella um, Cheeky was there to support Is that her actual surname? Well, that's what they call her, is it? I call, it's it's, it's Imreria or something. Oh, very right. good, Frank. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Gabriella Cheeky said it, when he lost his seat that it shouldn't have been allowed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. She's trying to tear down the whole democratic process. What is she referring to? What? Just <laughs> him being voted out or just the whole thing? I think probably their physical relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's finally come round to what most of us thought about that relationship. <laughs> yeah, so I like the fact that his former fiancée turned up. Richard Herring is our guest today. That's going to put me in a That's got nothing to do with the cheeky girls. No, I just got a bit of paper. If you put a bit of paper in front of me, I'll basically read it. Okay, wait wait a minute. I'm just going to... Yeah, try it. (laughs) Gareth has to write now. This could could take hours. This could take some time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Richard Herring is uh, is, um, dog man. (laughs) Well, it works. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you write dog man? Is that that some comment about Richard Herring? Is that what you're saying? Just to see if you'd say it. Okay. Well, I did say it. Good job. It wasn't any any ruder than that. Now, Richard is plugging his new book, and which, according to the front uh, cover, is uh, really really funny. Oh yes, it says really really funny, Frank Skinner. Yeah. So, um, have you read that book? <laughs> um, music, <laughs> I think. Absolute Radio. Gordon Brown, he must feel. I tell you something that the next per- if if David Cameron is going to go, because I don't, I don't really don't understand what's happening. I missed the election. I was, I was, How did I was you miss in it? Norwich. Don't they vote there? I don't, I don't think they vote there. There was a bloke with a, a, a like a handcart shouting, "Ring out your dead." But uh, yeah, so I, I missed it. I, I didn't watch any of the coverage. A really weird thing that happened. But Gordon Brown, if if David Cameron is next, yeah. If I was Gordon Brown now and I'm in number 10 Downing Street, I mean, you're not going to be cleaning the cooker. Do you know what I mean? No, Do you drop so anything not. on the floor? Oh, oh, look, the baby's dropped a pizza on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So what? Baby's dropped a pizza? It's not Birmingham. <laughs> totally Scottish, isn't it? <laughs> the baby's dropped a bottle of sherry. <laughs> what I would do is I would swap, you know the button that they've got to press for all the nuclear weapons? Yeah. I would swap that with a light switch. <laughs> so when David Cameron comes in, that's the first thing he does is press the nuclear button. And that, I like, I like your... Good, would it? See him deal with that. Yeah. I like your view of how things work. There's one big red button. Yeah, where is it aimed as well, that thing? It's all right just pressing the button, but, you know, you could take out China. Did you vote, though, Frank? 
Um, I've, I've, I did a postal vote because I knew did I wouldn't you? be around, oh. which is not as exciting. You don't get to go into a local <laughs> primary school. It's very organised of you there. Well done. Very responsible. There's no smell of urine. You don't get the little black crayon, which I've, I've never understood that. <laughs> the black <laughs> crayon is... black crayon? You know, the little black... When you vote, you, you think you'd get a biro nowadays. So you get, you get like... Nick Little Black Crayon. Nick Robinson, when he goes in, it is the 1950s. <laughs> he's got the, the bald hair thing. Bald hair. And he's got the Little Black Crayon. Yeah. I think he might have been... Uh, was he part of the Ten Rillington Place story? <laughs> he, looks, he looks like, you know... He, he does look like that. He could have been a serial killer in the 50s. I can imagine the slight smell of gas about him and, and, and a suspicious matchbox. <laughs> I like so, it when you talk the next day about how you voted. And then the people say, oh, I'd rather not discuss it. And you think, yeah, because you're basically ashamed because you voted Conservative. <laughs> Can I point out to our listeners, we don't care what you voted as long as you were uh, as happy. As long as, as, long as you voted? Yeah, as long as you... Well, I don't care if you didn't vote, to be honest. <laughs> what difference does it make? Well... When, when I got it, <laughs> there you go, listeners. Yeah. When I got into the booth, I suddenly realised I wasn't 100% sure what to do. I was faced with the oh, thing God. and then thought... Oh, why doesn't that why? surprise me? <laughs> oh, Were you looking for the toilet roll? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you vote in the end or did you just I stand? I made my mark. Oh, dear, well, that's, <laughs> that's good on you. Um, oh. I did vote, but I did tactical voting and now I regret it. Oh, just go by what address they have, because they have their little address where they live. <laughs> and I go by how nice the road is. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So you did vote Conservative. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, oh. Okay. Is that oh. so you can go for a last-minute chat if you're not sure? <laughs> I think you should be. Who, who would yeah. put their address in, in any in a booth with a black pencil in it? With me in it, particularly if they're yeah. male and in the North London area. They must get, God, they must get people just turning up. I remember when I was a, a youth, I just started work, um, there was... Uh, the electric strikers was on, electric strikers. The electric workers were on strike, oh, yeah. and um, when they went on strike, there was uh, we had to have um, days off work because there was no power at all. And uh, the Labour, in order to get people to vote Labour, they 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 had a slogan that said "Vote for Ted, have three days in bed," because oh. you wouldn't be able oh. to work. I remember seeing that and thinking, "Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds good." I like the sound of Ted. You used to have about seven days in bed, though, didn't you? Oh, that's, that's the glory day. Anyway, that's enough about the stupid election. All this yeah. build-up to an election, and then there is an... It's like, it reminds me of when West Brom got promoted once, and, and I knew they'd got promoted, because I was just parking outside the chip shop by the ground, mm. and um, it, they announced that Sheffield United had, I think, drawn with Blackpool, and that meant that we'd, we'd got promotion. It was... Oh... There was no, no streamers, no big exciting end of game. That was it, and that's what this is like. Absolute Radio. It's Human by Killers. Are we human or are we dancers? Is that song about Louis Spence? Wow. <laughs> 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 He's a guest in a few weeks' time. <gasps> oh, on. my goodness. I know. I'm we don't so, normally, so excited. We don't normally plug the guests. I often forget to plug them on the show, but <laughs> this is about three weeks' time. We've absolutely got the red carpet out, haven't we? For, uh, Welcome to Pineapple. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he'd turn up early for a second there. <laughs> I thought Yoda was here. <laughs> OK. But I hope you just met the voice and not the appearance. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, we you, had an email in this week. Did we? Yes, we did. It was about you, Frank. And I it was said, about... I, well, I mean, you know, it's. I would hope so. It's you, you, you. <laughs> Whilst avoiding the electoral electoral coverage this week, I found an old episode of Room 101, which featured Frank. He tried to commit the following to Room 101. Action Man. 
jokes know. which go down the toilet. Yes. Meat tubes in school dinners. Oh, I remember that. I loved it. Meat tubes. Yeah. We'll well, we'll no, get to no, tubes. You get veins and stuff, still, so you can you can actually. Oh. I said sometimes you got like a meat harmonica <laughs> at the school dinner. There's so many tubes and arteries in it. Oh no. The film Sophie's Choice. Oh yes, that was yes. And Shakespeare. It was actually jokes in Shakespeare, which I, okay. I've always I've felt never. Yeah, that was that was. Oh man, I think that was 1940. <laughs> Seven. They still had rationing <laughs> anyway. Forty-seven, just before apartheid came in, I remember because I tried, I tried to put apartheid into Room One Hundred and One, mm. and I couldn't have it because it hadn't yet formally been um, coming to power. Well, that was from James, and he says, "Would Frank change any of his choices, and what would Emily and Gareth try to commit to oblivion?" So, mm. would you change any of your choices? Well, um, probably because you know one evolves. Mm. I think you'll agree. <laughs> um, I, or if you're Louis Spence, you revolve. Mm-hmm. It's a similar. I, um, I tell you, I'd probably put in... I t- one thing that I gets on my nerves mm. a lot, and I think it's a lot of waste of time, mm. is post-match interviews in football. Oh, OK. I've, I can think... I've probably watched about 80,000 post-match interviews, and I've seen... I can think of three in which anything significant was said. And it's... The only one that's ever I've ever been any well, it's nothing to do with football. Ronnie yeah. Walworth was a footballer who played for the Albion, yeah, uh, for West Bromwich Albion, and he'd been he'd been out at the game for a while because he was in a, a nightclub and he was with this woman and her ex boyfriend turned up and stabbed Ronnie eight times, and um, they asked him, you know, they said, well, God, what what was that like? And he said, well, obviously I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> the most football thing but usually they say nothing nothing yeah. nothing no. nothing why bother with them why have players standing it's just saying to the sponsors behind them that's all yeah. and they're always I, holding a wash bag and a kind of you know two iron shirt as well I always think these you know they're paid to be sportsmen to do physical things why get them to speak we don't want to hear these people speak. No, and, and when they, they wear baseball caps sometimes and, and speak. Oh. Sometimes they'll have headphones on oh, and stuff. Off. I mean, who do they think they are, these, these people? Do you like, know what I jazz, hate? Jazz, jazz, obviously, I'd put in. Context. I've got some. Oh, oh jazz. jazz. Oh, yeah. I think oh, jazz should jazz be. When awful. you get your list of what to put in 101, <laughs> oh. that should be in ink. That should be already printed in. I hate those women going. Bo, 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 bo. Oh, I can't bear Yeah, those solos. And you think, oh, I'm going to be whistling that all night when I leave this club. Why does that exist, Jazz? Oh, it's awful. Just so people with small beards can so I listen to this bit where it goes... It's for the Lib Dems. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I hate. Cats in photographs. Like, uh, any photographs of cats. Never go on MySpace, can I say? <laughs> that is my advice. I just don't like. I just think they don't. They're not very photogenic, and they always look really ugly. And their eyes are like big saucers, and they always. I look don't really like nervy. when you get that. You know, when you take a, sometimes you get a photo and you got red eyes on. You yeah, know, that red eye. Yeah, but but um, I used when we had uh, Shep the Staffordshire Bull Terry. He was yeah. in every photo Aww. that our family ever took. His eyes used to go blue, bright blue. <laughs> I mean, like, absolute sky blue eyes. So there'd be me with the red eye. I always get the red eye, because apparently I have a flat retina. And oh. if you knew that. I'm not ashamed to say that on the yeah. on the radio. And, um... That's very brave. Yeah, it was a bit like when uh, Matthew Parry <laughs> outed uh, Peter Mandelson there for the flat retina scandal. <laughs> flat retina gate. And, uh... And, yeah, I, I, dogs, they, they shine blue as if there's mm. something, um... 
mystical and sky-like in them. Yeah. Wow. What well, do you about hate, dogs? Gareth? I, ha- I hate lateness. You can't put lateness no, in room 101, can you? It's a, vague, it's a vague concept. You can put what you want. It's like People putting apprehension in, uh, <laughs> in yeah, room 101. Too. Well, I'm very apprehensive about being late. I don't like being late. Guile, I'll, I'm going to put in. <laughs> Guile? Guile, yeah. And steadfastness. <laughs> steadfastness is good. Yeah, but I've I've gone off. It's too many <laughs> syllables. I'd rather someone was was a bit flaky. Oh my God! Someone's put sugar in my tea. Sorry. I'm terribly sorry about this. It's a council house moment for Emily Dean, which doesn't happen that often. I think you should have put sterilised milk in it. Should have probably had a heart seizure. Have you ever drunk sterilised milk? It's, it used to come what in a glass. What is it? It's um, it's a bit like the, the early forerunner of UHT. Oh. It used to last a long time. You know, you, you, they say you can leave normal milk in the fridge for like five or six days. Right. You could leave sterilised milk in your will. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted so long. And it just tasted like white water. Oh. I used to raft on it on a regular basis. <laughs> anyway, if you want to text us, that would be lovely. Yeah. Although, otherwise, it'll just be like this for mm. the whole show. And I'll tell you what I'd like to know. I'd like to know what uh, our listeners would put in Room 101. Oh, yeah, that's good, what, yeah. What, and the more unusual and odd, but things that really wind you up. Saturday morning! This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. And the entrance for Room 101 are flooding yeah, in. Entrance? <laughs> what? Room <laughs> 101. Yes, OK. Um, the jelly of a pork pie. In Room 101? Yeah. I'm well mm. on board with that. I, I, hate I, that. I think there are things that could be removed from a pork pie. I agree with you. I don't mm. like the, the whole. Uh, I like pork pies generally, but I, 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 it's the outer. The, you know, the outter on the bottom of the pork pie. Mm. There's almost oh. a slippery, greasy. Litsubo shoes. Sometimes you can barely. <laughs> Isn't it though? Subo shoes. You think that's why a yeah. shoe is like one on the inside or the outside? Wow, both really. <laughs> you mean like a shoe that she would wear? Yeah. Not a pastry she would make. <laughs> <laughs> I, Im- I imagine that um, she's in many ways like a pork pie. Bang. Yeah, I think, you know, she's... Smell? No, I think she's... Inside, <laughs> she's got a, a solid Meaty. goodness, a goodness <laughs> about her. But she, yeah, I imagine jelly. a certain, yeah, a certain lardy sort of slime. Crusty exterior. Slime yeah. But I mean... But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, much, much loved. I imagine, I, she, I can imagine her with the trellis top. You know, sometimes you get a trellis top yeah. on a pork pie. So you can see the meat through it. Mm. I'd like to see her. Could do with some ketchup. To kind of. Make no, I don't. I won't, I won't tolerate. Can we stop ketchup. talking about pork pies. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, so, anyway, so that's the so first. So on me. Who was that from? Sorry. This is from um, two eight three. Last three digits. No name. You always read out last oh, three like, digits. Like last three digits. <laughs> yeah. What I what I like about it is the fact that someone has sent that in anonymously. Well, I'm yeah. not keen on the jelly on a pork pie, <laughs> but um, I don't want any trouble, if you know what I'm saying. I don't want anyone, you know, I don't want dog mess through the letterbox. <laughs> Big Stew in Bristol, I'd put end dubs in room 101, but only after they've been soundly beaten. Oh, oh dear. Oh, I, I don't know about the last bit, Gareth. Well, I've not read that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> some bit, Who's the main? He sounded like a really nice, funny man until the last bit, and Who's then he the went the main on, guy in end dubs? Dappy. Yeah, Dappy. The, one, the one who looks like he could be like... Dappy. A, he could be a good villain in Wind of the Willows. <laughs> Yeah. He could be a good plug in the yeah, bee, like no, right is what scam. he could be. Yeah, I like end-ups. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Their songs have a poignancy that moves me. <laughs> oh, okay. Good on you. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, have no, I have no particular feelings about, about them either way. 
and the main reason I say that is I don't want them to uh, wait for me outside my house and smash <laughs> me up. They look the type. Yeah, I think I, I think a lot of their good reviews and success generally has been fear based. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all right, you know. We've all got to. You've got to make it work somehow. <laughs> now, Frank, Young we've people, had another. You're not trying to get on well in life. We've had another text in. This is from Carl Martin. I thought he was going to say Carl Martin. <laughs> no, <laughs> workers because of the world unite. Yeah, exactly. Now's <laughs> the time while there's no po- parliament. No parliament. He, Carl Martin says um, he listens to the podcast regularly. And he says, I do hope I get to hear the fall today after all the comments on your podcasts. I can't wait to see what all the fuss is about. Have a great show. He's a fall fan. Well, it well just he's not yet. It, we, we went to see the fall last night. We had a works outing yes, to see the fall. We did. Uh, often people go to places like Weymouth <laughs> for a works outing. <laughs> but no, we went to Shepherd's Bush in, in, in the west part of London yeah. to see the fall. And um, we'll talk about it after this. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Oh, um. <laughs> hello. Sorry, I was, uh, if I sound a bit muffled, I'm wearing a badger mask. <laughs> Sorry, I'm wearing a badger mask. I better take it off. You can't. I don't know if you can broadcast in a badger mask. Why did you have the badger mask on? Well, because it was here. It's like, you know, mountaineering in many ways. That if well, there's a badger yeah. mask, you've got to put it on. Something We've... brilliant about a mask, do you think? Mm. You see yourself you. in a mask. I'm always really impressed, like something brilliant <laughs> has happened. I, just, I put the mask on, but there's part of me that doesn't trust the mask. I think when I look in the mirror, it'll still be me, and then I look in the mirror, there's a badger. <laughs> just with a bit of elastic and some, you know, <laughs> a plastic and some moulded, moulded plastic, and that's great. We've had some texts in, Frank, on 8, 12, 15. Well, that's tremendous news. Let me just get uh, settled into my set, my dry that I live in. It's stuff that people is would like... Is it a dry like... or a set that a badger lives in? Oh, it's a set. Is it a set? Okay. Yeah. So what is Dre's then? I don't know. I'll have I to ring Toad a... of Toad Hall. I don't know. That's a hip-hop producer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a badger living in one of them. Yo, I'm going back to live in my Dre. Well, that's why they call you Dr. Dre. Yeah. yeah. You're a badger. <laughs> I know you're not a badger. What lives in the Dre, we'll then? We'll find out. Fox? Don't, you can't say that on the radio. You can, I think. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Dr Fox. <laughs> he lives there. You can't say Dr Fox on this station. <laughs> he'll be at the Sony's this year, I reckon. More of which oh, he'll, later. He'll, be, he'll definitely be at the Sony's, yeah. So, we've had... Uh, and I shall say to him, can I just have a Diet Coke, please? <laughs> and, uh, anyway, carry on. Oh. <laughs> um, Damon from London. Oh, it's a nice area, Damon. Um, says, dear Frank... Room 101, yes. I would like to put people in there in supermarkets who stand behind you and study your shopping on the conveyor belt. <gasps> yes. Oh, I so agree with that. I agree. Well, imagine, imagine how it is for a, what I, dare I say, the word celebrity. Because <laughs> I feel there's, there's I, it's like an anecdote in a basket. Oh, when I, you're when so I, Because right. I, I know people are thinking, oh, diet lard, or whatever it is <laughs> I bought that day. You can, t- you can see them mentally noting what I've bought. I daren't buy anything of, of, a, of a personal nature. Diard. <laughs> that would be a good. That would be a good thing for diet lad. Diard. Yeah. Could you I, should write have that s- down. <laughs> like I mean, film. I mean, as opposed to saying it out loud. <laughs> you should have a separate VIP aisle. I think as for a celebrity. Yeah, there should, there should be a celebrity checkout. With a sort of big, yeah, but I think you should, and you should be sort of all cloaked. It should be sectioned off in black, so I no mean, one like could see. Like a yeah. But imagine if I had, for par exemple, mm. I had um, 
Have you got all français? Well, I'm about to say emeroids, and I'm going to pass it off as a French word. If I had emeroids, you know, I wouldn't be able to go and buy soothing cream in a supermarket because it'd be all over Twitter. (gasps) It it would the way I apply it. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be all over my Twitter. Um, I like that joke, Badger. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not wearing the mask anymore. Don't call me Badger when I'm not wearing the mask. That's how bank robbers get caught. (laughs) In case anyone was wondering how that happened. Um, anyway, we went. We went. Um, we went to see the fall last night. Wait, I've got an email that will take us into it really nicely. Two. I'm on, we're in it. Okay. Now go on. Hi guys. Uh, hi guys. I was the crazy girl who saw you outside the fall gig last night. Oh yeah. Thanks for posing for the picture, Frank. May I add, Emily's beautiful, and it's no wonder they want the webcam on her. Oh, All right. I it's, love it's the her. last bit in Biro. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah. god. And Emily's handwriting, by any chance. I can, rem- I can remember this woman. You said, oh, look, this is um, Emily and Gareth. And she looked at me and went, oh. She did not. She was absolutely <laughs> no, that's, that, lovely. That's she, was, she was very nice. She said she listened to the, the show. Oh, I loved her. Thank you, basis. Dina. It was lovely to meet you. I mean, someone who likes this show and the four, it don't get any better than that, does it? That, yeah. That could have been my dream girl were I a single man and about 48 years younger. <laughs> that could have been my dream. So what did I mean? You've never seen no. the fall before, Emily. Well, I was alarmed when I said to you, "Where are we sitting?" And it appeared we weren't sitting anywhere no. because apparently everyone stands. And I haven't stood since I think the Nativity play or something. That was the last time I actually stood for a long period of time. <laughs> so I was a bit nervous. It was, nati- it was Nativity play, like <laughs> in, in lots of ways. <laughs> I thought. But you know what I was most surprised by. He actually is not that bad looking, Mark e. Smith. I thought he'd be like in a straight jacket and pants or something. <laughs> but he had like a nice uh, sort of black shirt on and a leather jacket he kept taking off. Yeah. And he kept what he didn't sing so much as he kept wandering around the back of the stage like someone browsing in curries or something <laughs> with the equipment. He didn't actually stand at the front of the stage for very long. No, he, he, he prowls and he does that to make the band nervous, I think. Because he goes behind them and he changes all the, all the knobs on their speakers and you can see him looking coyly over their shoulder thinking oh what's he what's he doing but they're frightened to do anything about it gareth he, and i saw him pulling a plug at one point pull a plug yeah well sometimes he goes to the back and he has like stuff he reads stuff off a table it looks like he's washing up <laughs> there's an instrumental break i better do those uh, i better do those cups and saucers from earlier it is like a nativity play in that they kind of put a four-year-old on stage and just said, right, you're in charge of the band, and then he just goes and grabs the baby Jesus and smashes it on the floor. <laughs> but you would agree, that's wouldn't awesome. you? Let's just let, let's let, that's not be a nice trailer. No. <laughs> uh, you would agree that it, the actual sounds that came out were monumental. Yeah, the band. Oh, really oh. and and Emily and Daisy, who's our assistant producer, yeah. both went and bought fall t-shirts, big white fall t-shirts, <laughs> and then put their belts on over them. We styled them up. It looked like the four were working with Pepsi and Shirley. <laughs> It's all very sad, but we, oh, a tremendous time was had. We by, loved it. By, by all. Um, Richard Herring will be with us. Don't mention the book thing. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily, with Gareth, and now, and now with Richard Herring. Wow. Hello, Richard. How uh, are I'm, you? I'm not too bad. Thanks. How are you? I hate um, interviews that say, how are you? Yeah. Think you should get that out of the way. People aren't interested in that kind of thing. What are you, a doctor? Like, you're going to know how you are. I was trying to talk to Richard earlier, and you were standing outside wearing a badger's mask, and it was very yeah. disconcerting. I just went to the, the uh, toilet in a badger's mask, and I've discovered that when badgers <laughs> urinate, they have to hold their head slightly to the left, or they, or they can't sit the toilet. Uh. Anyway, Richard. 
<laughs> what are you up to? Uh, I am, well, I'm, at the moment my book's just come out, so I'm, I'm promoting that and uh, all sorts of things. Work. There's a lot coming up, actually. I'm doing another series of my internet stand-up and sketch show, As It Occurs To Me, starts in a week, which goes out for free on iTunes and the internet. Uh, and Edinburgh, doing, I'm doing Christ on a Bike in Edinburgh again, so I'm working, oh, really? working that up again, yeah. Which was a 2001 show, which I'm going to rewrite, but pretty much do that one again because it yeah. never got on DVD it's not much has changed has it as, no, it's, it's, as far as the life of Jesus is no, concerned not much more new new news in on him <laughs> are you hoping something big would have happened I was hoping he'd come back in, yeah. and he could come and join me at the end for a song <laughs> you're bringing him back for the papal visit is yeah. it? <laughs> well I did uh, Hitler show last year and Jesus show this year so my target demographic is Pope Benedict <laughs> that's, what, that's I, who I'm, I'm really just going gonna for. Let that float. <laughs> we had Henning Vane in last week, you know, the German comedian. Yeah. And he said, People in this country are obsessed with World War II. Yeah. Now, this week we've got Richard Herring, you know, just did a show about Hitler. And as I drove in today, we were preparing London for the VE celebration. So he's got a point. <laughs> it was the last good thing we did. That and so, and, um, and you're nominated for a Sony. I am, unbelievably, for this, for this uh, internet show, yeah, which is just. No, I think you meant this show now. No, we haven't no, done this yeah. I'm being so good, someone's just called it. <laughs> really? That's brilliant. Sony, they're, they're quick off the mark. This interview's going rather well. Nomination. Yeah, for, um, we, you know, As It Occurs to Me, which is a show I've just... I kind of got fed up with waiting for r- radio to decide whether they would give me a show or not and then also thought you know the way things have become so uh, restricted due to due to the especially the bbc i think they're so scared so i just wanted to be able to just do a show don't go all had... frankie boyle on us now well but you know it's good to do a show where you have complete it's, it's kind of fun to I do a, i do a six music show as well and it's fun to have the restrictions because it means you can, could i don't think you can plug other radio stations. Thought I would. <laughs> I suppose it's it all starts all right. in 50 minutes it's uh, all right <laughs> it's all right if the funeral music has already begun for that station it's all right so it's fun to have the restrictions away but it's also nice to just just be grown up and just do a show that go, you know people have to choose to download it as it occurs to me so you can't really complain if you're if you're offended by it just stop it's free well, and, I like know. I like the fact that it, that's it, it, it you've made it yourself yeah. you've, you've you've decided it's going to happen and it's happened you yeah. don't have to need it, need anyone to give you permission no that's it's really really thing. nice that and you know so getting the Sony nominations are really I mean I've never really been nominated for anything I've ever done in my life apart from uh, on the hour which was the first thing we, I wrote for we that got loads of awards but since then nothing I've ever done has been even nominated I've no, done, I've, done I've, like, I've, 30 I've, Edinburgh shows, no no nominations. I've been very low on the awards yeah. front. I'll stop moaning uh, you, you got too. the Perrier Award. Yeah, but that was 1991. <laughs> <laughs> For goodness sake. <laughs> you, you know, you get your Lifetime Achievement Award soon, Frank. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm so, moved, I just got loaded legend this year. So that, go, that's yeah. the first step to Lifetime <laughs> Achievement, I think. Anyway, it's not about me. It's about you, this interview. <laughs> so, um, what category are you in in the, in the show? Uh, it's Best Internet Show. Okay, so uh, it's so kind of a bit of a broad church. So I'm up against a documentary about Hillsborough and various other things. So it's kind of a, I wow. can't see how they'll choose between no, that is a, these different things. But, yeah. And are you actually going to go to the? It's Monday night. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm going. I wasn't going because I was meant to be doing a book reading, but it got rearranged. So I am able to go. Yeah. But, oh, we're going too. Oh, well, we'll see you there. You know, it lasts about eleven and a half hours. The yeah, and it costs ceremony. loads of money. That's the thing. If I am because I'm on my because I'm not a, I'm going to broadcast to find me. It costs like two hundred pounds each to go. Oh, it doesn't have to yeah, pay to go, which, which, which absolute will be paying for you to go, I presume, but I've got to pay <laughs> £200 to go. That doesn't even include drink. There's Sony, well, they're just coining it in. Does it include the award? <laughs> if I was going to buy 200 quid, I want a, a bracket includes there's award. Five, there's four or five of us involved going along in this, and we're giving... I mean, you've to, Anyway, that's enough of that. We've I like the fact you've paid to get to the... Oh, that's, oh. <laughs> if I don't win, I'm going to be very... If you'd have said, we could have got you a chair on our table. <laughs> Do we have to turn up with cash in my clutch bag? <laughs> I might not have it on me. No, we, we won't. We won't. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Well, um, 
You like the fall, don't you, Richard? Oh, uh, not not as oh, much as Stuart Lee. Just say Stuart yes. Lee likes them. Humour <laughs> him. I saw Stuart Lee last night at the fall gig, so it's been a strange Lee and Herring <laughs> twenty-four hours. <laughs> a little reunion. Yeah, he wasn't that friendly actually, wasn't he? Is he not as friendly as he used to be? I don't, he just varies. He's a very unpredictable man. You thought it was because I was wearing a fall T-shirt, <laughs> and he was a bit, and maybe purists object to that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just. Uh, I don't know. I felt. I felt strangely rejected. Did you? <laughs> oh, <fine. laughs> do you'll be go go. So you got you've got got a, a book out yes tell, tell us about yeah, it yeah it's called uh, how not to grow up it's basically about the year i turned 40 but it's about it's about that sudden realization i think it happens to people at different times not just at 40 but that is that that point where i kind of suddenly realized i was nearly 40 and i'm still like acting like a 19 year old and going you know i think with our job as comedians you're able to kind of carry on that lifestyle a bit longer but i and I, my, I looked at my dad at 40 and myself at 40 and he'd been married for 17 years and had three kids and a proper job and i kind of got to 40 and thought what have i what have i achieved and i'm a single and 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 it was it was i did a show about it in edinburgh let's call it oh dear i'm 40 for the purposes of absolute radio and uh, <laughs> and you know i think i just realized that i'd, I'd I'd sort of got everything had gone a bit crazy. I'd been in a, I got in a fight with a university lecturer in Liverpool, and you know was <laughs> was sort of going out and trying, you know, getting. Get was it drunk. a fight about Nietzsche? <laughs> it wasn't. It was. Funny if he tried to kick a, he, he got very drunk and tried to kick this young lady I was with in the head. So it kind of was there was oh. a reason behind it. But then I it was think, just. I think you're the good guy. Yeah, I think I was, But it ended up just this stupid like I can't. You know, I've never had a fight with anyone. Well, I've discussed in the book the five fights I'd had before this, which were all basically defeats where I got beaten in and by one of them by Stuart Lee uh, and, uh, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and you, could, you could have sold tickets for that what a waste of money you could have celebrity boxing <laughs> which was still a bit of a, it was still a bit of a pathetic pushing around but this fight was just sort of slapping around but I did get one good crack into this guy's head at the, the university lecture and it made me it made me happier than anything I've, I've never I don't know if you've ever punched anyone frankly yes it's, it was amazing I don't like the thing that feels good about it no, I think just, it's very addictive it I is think weird the, the well, nice I, feeling of hurting something yeah. Well, I woke up the next day, even though this, it had been this kind of really weird thing, and I felt, like, invigorated and alive. And, like, and I kind of thought, this is... I don't like the way... It's like the end of Straw Dogs. <laughs> Have you ever seen Stra Dustin Hoffman? He's just killed about six local villagers who tried to attack his house. And yeah. he's, he's like a maths teacher. And when he drives away, there's this smi warm <laughs> smile on his face of this is what life is all about. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I realised I was going through... This wasn't like me, and I was behaving in an, an erratic and not an, an hormonal way, I guess, and an odd way. And was, it, was, it, like, was it a midlife crisis? It was a little bit. I mean, I think it was. You know, it was, and, and I was, I was sort of trying to, yeah, recatch my. I was hanging around with a lot of young. I mean, younger people because again, with our job, you do. You know, you're in clubs and you meet younger people, and you, a lot of comedians are a lot younger than us. So I was kind of going out, and I'd never really been into music or fashion, and I was doing all that kind oh, of. Oh, you're doing. Oh, yeah. No, so, I, so it was, like when I was thirty, <laughs> all my mates got thirty together, and one of them started doing sit ups. Right. <laughs> and one bought oh. pixie boots. Do you remember pixie boots? Yeah. yeah he bought some of them, and it, 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 oh, that's it's a terrible. Good. Uh, thing yeah it? yeah so I just thought it was it was an interesting year and as it turned out you know and then met my girlfriend halfway through and uh, everything sort of changed around a little bit so it's but but I just found, I thought there was an interesting year to talk about but I think also there is this uh, sort of trend now where people are staying younger a lot longer and you know people in their 40s and 50s are allowed to still walk around in t-shirts and trainers and go to gigs and you know and, and I just think our parents it's, it's just things have changed so much I was kind of fascinated by that and working out what's good about being immature and what's bad about being immature or whether we need to grow up or... Well, all, all my mates from my class at school all look about 70. Yeah. yeah. 
apart from me. And all, all wear, you know, bad slacks. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so you do go back, you know, it's whether it's whether it's a good thing to... Whether people conform because they think they have to or should do or whether you get married or get a proper job because you think you have to. So, you know, but then also the other side of that is that I never got married or got a proper job, so it's not like me having a midlife crisis and then leaving my family. No, you didn't have to. It's yeah. just kind of realising I haven't even got, you know, I'd worked so hard I didn't even have the family to... to never mind the people carrier. Where's your people yeah, carrier? Yeah. So, yeah, there's no people. <laughs> just on my own. That's the trouble with the people carrier thing. Well, um, it's, uh, it sounds absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds a bit sad. It's, it's, I mean, it's a mix, I mean, it's, I think it was a kind of sad time, but then in a way it's easy to be funny about that. So I, it's, you're picking out all the ridiculous things you did and, and I, hopefully I'm kind of self-aware enough to know where I'm being a bit self-pitting and 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 what and, and finding the funny thing in each story. So it's just, I think it's, it's it is very funny. I think living through it was quite difficult, but it's but going back over so it, it was sounds like you've emerged. I, I think so. Yeah, oh, that's I think good so. news. Absolute radio. Richard Herring is with us in the studio. So Richard, if you're you're, you're you've revived uh, uh, an old popular show for for Edinburgh, and, yeah. you've, and you, your book is out at the moment. Yeah. Now you're always a man with a project, so yes. I, I sense there must be something hatching that's going to... I don't know, actually, you know, I've got so much going on. I mean, the, the writing the... As is it, is it, it the new girlfriend thing? You know when you get the new girlfriend and the people <laughs> stop working? I've, no, They're so I've excited. Actually, I've, worked, I've worked much harder, I think, in the last two or three years. I think that the book's partly about that revitalisation and kind of realising how lucky you are. You know, you can spend your time kind of comparing yourself to other people and getting bitter about stuff. But then actually, I, I just think I realised how lucky I was doing the job I'm doing and, and making a really good living out of it and oh we should it, do that because we just get bitter <laughs> yeah that's the trouble when you say we <laughs> <laughs> okay i do but you know it's, it's a great job isn't it and to actually oh. be, to, to be keep to be keeping going into our 40s and 50s is a kind of is a is a is a quite an achievement because a lot to of people be alive is yeah well, it, it is so so you know i actually <laughs> i mean I'm, I've, I've been working i mean i've toured just i've just toured hitler's dash i've got a book coming out i'm doing an internet sketch show and and an edinburgh show and i'm doing like loads of pod i do the podcast with andrew as well the collings and Harry. I tell you what, I, th- I think you talk faster than you used to talk. Do you? I've got, I've got I, so much to say. I want what, or you feel that the grave is getting ever nearer, <laughs> and you're not confident you'll be able to get it all in. It could be. I think it's partly because when I do my Edinburgh shows, I'm always trying to get an hour and a half into an hour because my shows are always much too long. And you so just I do cut, just, just cut a bit. <laughs> that's all you need to do. No, no you just simple. for a second there, it reminds me when the news is coming up and I start talking fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, some people come in here and just look at me. <laughs> I don't like that. So, so there's loads going on. Fran. I'm doing too much. I might be doing it. I've got maybe a possible Radio Four thing I'm going to do, but I haven't got. And I want to start. I want to write more plays and I want to write some more TV drama and stuff. But I got a bit frustrated with how difficult it was to get everything on, you know, or, you know, and get through Can't all those. You write internet plays. Well, I mean, I, I sort of think so. You know, it'd be nice to tr- if if the if the stand up and sketch stuff on the internet starts working really well. I think it could lead to the point where you can start doing your own film stuff on the internet as well and that's kind of my ultimate goal but again I think we're just I'm just a little bit too too old by the time it, that's easy to do I'll just be dropping off my my perch well I, I, I don't know about that <laughs> I, do <laughs> people do I don't know I'm not as internet literate as maybe I could be but with um, do people do like drama radio drama type because you could do that quite easily you could you? I mean I don't I'm I'm sort of the only person who's really I think doing a proper I mean people do these like what would be a radio show people chatting without the music basically but I think mine's the, all, possibly the first 
thing where I've gone in and done an audience and done stand-up in a sketch show that's especially written. And, yeah, you could easily do... You know, it's so easy to do audio on the internet, and it's just as long as you've got a computer that you can put a microphone into, you can you can record anything. You know, I guess just making it sound really good enough to be on the radio is a, is a slightly different matter, but not that difficult. So well, people could do but I think people... I think most people are worried about the, the monetary aspect, but I think we, now it's sort of working like music works on the internet in that bands will give away their music for free on the internet, yeah. at, you know, and then people will come and see them live. So that's definitely how it works for me. People are getting all the podcasts for free, but then they'll either buy my book, hopefully, or buy, you know, if we put out a CD or a DVD it's, every it's, now. It's, it's a fabulous come see it live. democracy yeah, thing going so, on. So it kind of pays off, but you know, I, I've never really cared about the money side. It's great that you do get paid for doing this most of the time, but for me, it's more important to be. I'm more interested in creating the work, you know, and so it's nice that the payoff is that you do usually get some money at the end of it. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's good not to get too keen on that because that that could stop yeah. any time when when basically the streets are full of rioters. Yeah, like in Greece. <laughs> yeah, we might have to do it for free. Yeah, yeah, but as long as we both agree, we'll carry on regardless. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that, that's one. We, I don't know. You sound like a man who's um, reached some sort of um, <laughs> joy. <laughs> I'm a lot. I'm definitely a lot happier personally. And I think that was as, as comedian, you kind of fear that because you think, if I'm happy, will I not be funny anymore? And there's an element with the book. You kind of think, oh, the, all the stuff where everything's going wrong is really funny, and the stuff where I'm a bit happier isn't definitely isn't as funny. But I think you know, in the last two two years, I think I've done my best two live show. Certainly, my most successful two live shows and. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of content with where I'm at, and I think you know, I think it's it is a little bit about getting older and just thinking actually what's more important. And I think with comedy, I think the live stuff is the most important part of it. You know, and I think it is easy to forget that you get you know yes, you get onto TV that, and you get sucked true. into that, and and actually going out and performing to 20 people or 100 people or 500 people or whatever you get is is the real pleasure of it. Well, that's, yeah. that's a fabulous. Well, well it's been lovely um, <laughs> listening to you talk. <laughs> um, and, and the book is called uh, How Not to Grow Up, and that's out now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and check out Richard Sony nominated. I'm saying Sony nominated now. Next week I might be saying Sony winning. <laughs> well, exactly. And what, what is the podcast called? It's what? called As It Occurs to Me. That one. And there's also the Collings and Herring podcast, which uh, Co- Collings and Herring. We changed our name. We take we swapped a G over in our names for some reason to make it more difficult to find. But um, yeah, so they're both they're both on iTunes or the internet generally. Brilliant. Well, um, it was good talking to you. Great, and you're great to see. And uh, enjoy your uh, six music. I radio will. Show. Twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. We've had some texts in, Frank. That's tremendous news. We were talking about things we'd like to put in Room 101. Yes. And Mark has said the dramatic whisperer. He refers to it as the dramatic whisperer, which is the person who does, like, radio... Robert Redford. ...voiceovers. <laughs> Very good. Oh, that bloke does, like, yeah. coming soon yeah. to a cinema near you. That one, the really the deep one. The most talked about film of the year. Yeah. Him. He doesn't like him. Uh, is it one bloke there, or someone doing impressions of a bloke that used to do that? I heard it was Adrian Hyatt, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, well, I can't believe that he's gravelly. Oh, certainly. he's gravelly, all no, right. No, I know what you mean. Why? Why does it mean that if there's a new film come out, say yeah. there's a new film called um, Bread Fire, right? <laughs> okay. I just uh, wrote that on a piece of paper. And yeah, exactly. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Bread fire are coming, and somebody <laughs> goes, oh, "Bread fire coming to a cinema." The people are going to think I'm not going to see that. Too high, too high pitched in its in its fanfare. I don't think so. Mm. Any more? Yeah, Tom, working security says I would put France in room one hundred and one. France, yeah, 
He's working security. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, do, they, do they people put countries in? I don't see why not. Well, he I, has. I, he I has, mean, and he will. I don't agree with him, but I thought he'd. If he's a security bloke, I thought he'd be more tempted to go for. Uh... <laughs> but you know, we're all different. <laughs> um, we've got a text from nine one five. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, uh, what's, he, what's he in for? GBA. <laughs> he says, squirrels, you idiots. Oh. Squirrels. squirrels. Oh, no, I know what that is. I know what that is. You know, we were talking earlier about where badgers... You know when you dressed up as a badger briefly to go to the toilet? <laughs> yes. We were talking about <laughs> oh, where they lived. Yeah, and we said a dre, yeah. and oh. he's saying squirrels live in drays but he's saying squirrel you idiots yeah i did say though that it was i remember that actually a badger lives in a set yeah you but did I, I didn't i couldn't remember what lived in a dry is all i'm saying but i I'm, thought it was, just, idiots. I just thought it was a very <laughs> aggressive in you know for room 101 yeah like it's squirrels, you idiots. squirrels obviously <laughs> they dwell in room 101 many are born there <laughs> that's what it seems to say he must be nuts. As, as you see, the nuts theme is, is brought... It's not absolutely on the head, but it's brought in a sort of extra colour to the initial um, squirrel theme. Your That's girlfriend anyone... would put them in room 101. Yeah, she was well, bitten by one. She was bitten by a squirrel. And um, I must say, she's never been quite the same <laughs> since. She tends to hoard. <laughs> Quite a lot. And the, the hair on her back, it must be now uh, 18 inches long. She's always sitting there rubbing her little nails together, isn't yeah. she? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The beach far away in Tokyo. Now, my point is, you don't judge people's intelligence by whether they know where a squirrel lives. It's a, You know, you need a whole broad range of criteria, yeah. surely. Exactly. That's just one specific bit of knowledge. And, of course... At one level, I did know. I'd just forgotten. Anyway, that was um, Mars from the Muffins, Echo Beach. Yeah. Um, we had a lovely text from Dina. Gareth, I was very happy to see you too. This is the person we saw outside the full gig. Oh, you said it was all touchy because she ignored yeah. you. No, oh, she was you lovely. were touchy because she, yes, you, she you didn't say she was all touchy. Can I clear that <laughs> up? On the contrary, you said she was as cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy to see you too, Gareth. You were tall and also as beautiful as Emily. Wow. <laughs> Well, that shows you in a good light reading that out. Well, God. again, you were tall, full stop, and the other bit written in Biro. <laughs> Garrett's handwriting. I'd like to read out um, a very interesting text we oh, got reading in during out, the week. Oh, reading out, It's like been in English class. It's, yes, you should have paid more attention in that one. Um, dear Frank, Emily and Gareth, this is from Sarah. My name is Sarah, I'm 15 years old. I have a small question that I hope you can help me with. I have a school prom coming up in July, and do, a boy... Do they happen, school prom? I thought that was just in American I films they all have it now. It's all about the prom, high school musical, all that sort of stuff. They, they love it. proms at school. Yeah. Wow. We, we had prom. balls in our day. And a boy <laughs> asked me to go with him. However, he's just told me that he isn't going with me anymore, and he's going with another girl. You what are can joking. I do? Many thanks, Sarah. <gasps> That, oh. that is. I think once you've asked someone, you can't you can't change horses midstream. How dare he? He sounds awful anyway. She's yeah. dodged a bullet there. I don't believe he's going with another girl. I think he's staying in. His mum's made him stay in. He's going to be listening to Narnia audio tapes. I don't <laughs> think he is going to the prom. You don't you worry about that, Sarah. He won't... No, I don't think he's if, lying. If I was Sarah, I'd go on my own so to would the I. prom. And I'd, when I walk in, I'd make sure the band went... <laughs> That is a go girl. That's my version of go girl. <laughs> you go girl. 
No, that, that is, let, let's not to be dismissive of this. That would hurt. Rejection yeah. always hurts. Mm. All I would say is that um, maybe on, on one level, Sarah, you were hoping that, that, that you and he would uh, get together and, and be together forever. It would, be, it would bloom into love and, and, and a lasting relationship. But let me tell you this. You don't really want to meet the man of your dreams till you're, I would say, a very minimum late 20s. Otherwise, you become one of these bitter people who marry their childhood sweetheart and then all think, think back about all the freedom that they might have had if only that big love had happened later in their life. So see it as a good thing. Go yeah. along, enjoy yourself. You know, you, you don't need a party. You're 15, let me tell you something. I'm 53. <laughs> At 15, the world ahead of you is like a marvellous, colourful tapestry and you can pull and tug at any little thread you like. Sarah... You are a blessed, lucky and lovely person. Forget this guy. He'll be just one of the little clouds that floats across your blue sky in life. Be happy, girl. That's what I think. Um, yeah, he's probably gay. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. That's got us off air now. That's blown the Sony. Absolute Radio. By the way, we do a thing called Not The Weekend Podcast, which is a podcast that goes out on Wednesday mornings mm. on the Absolute website, and it's, it's completely separate from this show. We just sit in a room on our own. It, it's something quite exciting about it. Oh, I love it's, it. It's almost as if there's... Uh, if you can imagine on the Titanic, some people have thought, well, look, we're never going to get on the lifeboat. Let's just go into a cabin, have a couple of drinks, and just chat about, you know, life. It's like that. Yeah, I think exactly you can hear, what it's like. You can hear the water lapping at the porthole. There's no string quartet, though, much to my chagrin. No, this is after they've been told they can go, I think. Oh. So, um, <laughs> and speaking of Bon Voyages... <gasps> well, I'm off somewhere rather special. Oh. Mm. I'm going... Pontins. No. Uh, I'm going to Mauritius, so I'm not going to be doing the show next week. That's going to be strange, you're oh not goodness. doing the show. I know, I'm, I did have to... I was a bit worried about it. I did a school project about Mauritius, I remember it. You did school. a school project? Oh, did yeah. they fly you over there? <laughs> uh, no, but there oh. were some pictures that we looked at that was on, <laughs> that was on, the, on the board. Uh, yeah. I've got my wardrobe planned out, Frank. Okay. I have to have a concept when I go on holiday. I can't just shove any old, any old shorts in a, in a suitcase or a rucksack so in your what, case. What is your, what's your concept? Nautical. Wild West. No... <laughs> <laughs> nautical for beachwear nautical bikini nautical bikini what's yeah. that with a blue and white striped bikini with a periscope <laughs> the briefs <laughs> a cap and bird's eye hat no um so that's my swimwear and then a sort of 70s flake girl for my day wear 70s flake girl yeah. as in the flake advert yeah so like a long maxi not, not, dress not somebody with psoriasis <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No. So I'm looking forward to it. It sounds great. And it's very, apparently, it's very, very Mauritius. Oh. It's very, very Mauritius. Well, you miss me, you guys. Anyway, so uh, oh, uh, Laura oh. Solon will be. Uh, oh. Will be in. oh, is she? Yeah. I thought she's going to be the two of us. <laughs> no, that would have. Oh, God, that would have been. Stra- that would have been like the, the last hour of the Cincinnati kid. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I would have liked that. Anyway, that's about it from the show uh, this week. I can only apologise. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, yes, goodbye to you. And, um, oh, you know, it's the end. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.